0: And welcome to Victory Points. I'm Becca Scott. This is my lowly peon assistant. He's subservient to me in every way. Jake Michaels. Hail Becca! <laughs> this is a podcast about people who love tabletop games, interviewing other people who love tabletop games about the tabletop games they love. It's the tagline I came up with. It's I like Short it. and snappy. Everybody can remember it. Do you want to try? Do, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I forgot can to I tell. talk. Yeah, I don't no, exist. No, you can't talk now. <laughs> <laughs> this week, our guest is Xander Genre. Hello. Zan- Hello. I exist Zan- you can now. talk. <laughs> Xander is one half of the musical duo Library Bards, known for their nerdy parody songs. Jazz hands. <laughs> you uh, Sideways hands? How do you describe this?
1: We, yeah, we, we call it jazz hands. It's kind of like a ta-da motion. Yep.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm very bardic and Shakespearean. (laughs) You may know him from his appearances, uh, his appearance on the reality show King of the Nerds from forever ago, but more recently, Xander has become one of many professional role players in our world. You are known for series such as Relics and Rarities, Mm -hmm. We're Alive Frontier, L.A. By Night, and Callisto 6.
1: Yeah! How'd I do?
0: You did great! Okay,
1: Um. So you're missing Shield of Tomorrow? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Shield
0: of Tomorrow, yes. (laughs) Today, we'll talk to Xander about how he got where he is and what it's like to roleplay in a performative setting versus just your casual at-home game. We'll also talk about what we think about battle co-op games, including games such as Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid. United. Yes,
1: I'm very excited for that.
0: Those are their topics. Uh, good, great. I don't I'm know in. if I told you. But...
1: <laughs> no, nope, but it's fine.
0: Uh... <laughs> Sander. The
1: thing about role-playing games is it's all about improvisation. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so go deeper into that. Uh, yeah. When you are building a character,
1: yeah.
0: where do you like to start?
1: For Well, it's interesting because, like you had talked about, I've done a few of the role-playing shows, and I think approaching a character for a role-playing show is a little bit different because... There, I'm not the game master of whatever it is, so I'm not the the main storyteller. There's somebody that has like a larger vision of the world, and I always like to kind of mine their brain for like, give me some details about the world, and I can play around with that and see what I want to be in that world.
0: Ooh, you really do your homework.
2: I think that's fun for me. That's that's where yeah. I find the the enjoyment. You're building upon it. something that's already in the setting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to do it, is that collaborative process. Right? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. One of the my favorite people to do that with is Ivan Van Norman. Uh, cause we, but we knew each other from King of the Nerds on TVS. Uh, but when he approached me for his project Sagas of Sundry Madness, uh, that was really the first role-playing game that I played on camera for uh, Geek and Sundry. And so we had a whole session where we sat down and he's like, this is the time I'm thinking, this is the setting, what do you want to do here? And it was so much fun to go back and forth with him of like, oh, but what about this? But what about this? And what about this? And that's exciting to me.
2: That's the setting with the large machine in the tower. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's an apartment building in like the 1990s. And so I was
1: like, I want to be, I don't know, a painter, like an artist that lives <laughs> in this creepy old building. Uh, but it, it was fun to find his motivation too, because that character, his only motivation was, I want to make friends. I'm getting out of an abusive relationship. I'm here on my own. I just want to make friends. And you place that in a horror setting and it's like, what are your real motivations? Oh, it's stay alive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: As is always our motivation. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. just kidding. Uh, we live in a very cushy We're very first world. Privileged, yeah. So it's nice to step into these situations where you can be yeah. someone totally different.
1: Absolutely. And then whatever I've found that whatever project is coming up next, my last character will affect What I choose. So if I am doing like for uh, Fenley for Sagas of Sundry, he was very like kind of soft spoken but awkward but wanted friends when I was approached for We're Alive to come up with Band-Aid, I was like, I'm gonna play someone who's like an asshole and like super snarky and...
0: So it's kind of like dating.
1: It is kind of like dating. <laughs> Let me get the Myself. opposite
0: of what I just had. Yeah.
1: That's, that's really what it is.
0: That's interesting because I was gonna ask you, do, do you ever like to cheat when coming up with characters and borrow from a character you've already made?
1: Sometimes uh, I'll do that, but it wouldn't be for a long-term show one. It would be for like a home game or something like that. I'll... I'll I have like a book of characters that I'll just pour like oh I want to do this one no to do this one tonight whatever.
0: Give it a little special cool. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of just the old chicken and rice. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that you know that old saying.
0: <laughs> a new special sauce for the old chicken and rice. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. What's super fun? Sorry to, to jump in on that, but uh, we play D and D. Jake and I play D and D together in a group, and I have my character Bora, who is a Firbolg uh, like paladin. And what I've, whenever somebody asks me to go and like play test a game with them or whatever, I'll bring Bora along and she goes off on her own adventures with, so I took her to Alexander Ward's house to do a game there and brought it back to the other game and I was like, Bora had this adventure and she did XYZ. So it was kind of fun.
2: Something that stood out to me about Bora was like, generally speaking, from what I know of your characters, you tend to not not necessarily play uh, non-violent people, but you t- yeah. people who do not choose combat as a first or generally even second option. Yeah. Or in combat situations, you want to do a non-fighting thing. You'll generally right. you'll still support the team. Yes. But you tend to do something not necessarily violent related. And then the first action that Bora had in this game was to punch the most prominent NPC in the room, it who was, was already in the middle of a fight. Yeah, and you bet you didn't you hit her in the back of the head? I sure did. Yeah, and challenge her to an arm wrestling match. Uh, it's super freeing. Like
1: I, I, I thought like I want to play like a smashy character because I never do that. And you weren't there last session, but she was like MVP, smashing these monsters. I believe it. And just squashing them all over the
2: That's place. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Whew. anyway <laughs>
2: so. well so actually can i follow up on that sure. like I why so i love that choice that mm-hmm. you tend to not do that is there a, a broader reason or is it because there generally is always there's going to be about five or to ten percent combat oriented sure. people in every group anyway
1: oh so the choice of to not make like combat choices yes so for me that's this is purely for me yes. that's not interesting to me yeah. i'd rather find treat combat like a puzzle Especially that's why I play spellcasters a lot of the time, where I want to do something interesting that is either affecting the landscape or the conditions or buffing somebody. Because I think that's more interesting than I swing my hammer and squash it. That being said, it is fun to do that, you know? (laughs) For sure. Uh, And I totally get it. And I get why people, people like to do it. And it's just an aspect that I tend to go away from.
2: It tends to lead to the most creative role playing that we've <laughs> seen on camera too, because we just don't, we're always expecting the people to confront the boss right. directly or even sneak around. But then there's yeah. the whole other thing that you guys have come up with in terms of subterfuge or, or the mechanics of the dungeon.
1: Right, right. It's great. Well, uh, so one of the things that kind of goes into that is I love to give myself limitations as characters because I think that's where the story comes from. And I think that's super interesting for me. Like people might not have noticed quite yet, but X in LA by night doesn't use firearms because he doesn't trust his vision. He doesn't trust what he sees as real and firearms are too fast. And so if he thinks it's a vision and he shoots at someone else, it's, it's burned him before. So in combat, he'll like uh, mess with someone's mind and like, Go in for scratching and biting rather than <laughs> shooting with a gun and instantly kill.
0: That's so interesting because I've found in the little the role playing I do, which is not D and D, so it's much less complicated. Sure. That. Yeah. I really love building a character around its flaws. Mm -hmm. Because that, uh, being super powerful is not necessarily interesting. Failing is what's interesting. That's so true. Yeah, you find that? A
1: hundred percent, yeah.
0: Can you think of a character that had a specific flaw? Of course, the one you just mentioned with X. Uh,
1: And then with Ricky in Relics and Rarities, the show that I did with uh, Deborah and Wall and amazing role players. Uh, he's a gnome, and, yeah. and, and uh, we can't flavored, reach many things. Yeah, exactly. We flavored him to be like a potions master, but he's a druid, so every spell that he casts, it's a potion on his body. And when I was working that out with Deb, she was like, "Oh, but what if he has like a super penalty on stealth because he's always clinking around because of the <laughs> bottles?" I was like, "Yes, I love this. Like, you get it. You understand where I'm coming from." And it's, or I love giving characters seasickness. Like that's one of my favorite (laughs) things to do. And it turned out uh, in that storyline to be beneficial because I got
2: like seasickness tablets. That came into play later. Which she had actually separately come up with right. on her own, and then it just coincided perfectly. It
1: was such a magical thing getting to play with Deb, too, because we yep. had, like, I don't know, it was such a synergy for everybody, all the players.
0: Yeah, let's talk more about Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah. She's someone that I didn't know that I had seen her in a bunch of TV shows just sure. casually until I saw her being asked to DM relics and rarities, which yeah. is on Geek and Sundry, and I believe they've just put it on the YouTube channel. Yes,
1: they're on. Uh, yes, they should have finished by now putting it up through Twitch and uh, the YouTube channel. Uh,
0: so what? What? Uh, how else would you describe her as a DM?
1: Oh my goodness. So, well, this is weird because we're friends now, and I don't want to. <laughs> Do you don't want to fangirl? About yeah, I it was fangirling, especially that first meeting, like. Jake can attest to this. I was coming in from a convention or something like this, so I showed up like right off the plane into the first meeting with her and I was so nervous. Because I didn't really know any of the other players, but we clicked right away, all of us,
2: and it was such a fun like playtest session. They were all nervous. Right. All five of you. Deb told us later she yeah. was sweating through her clothes with how nervous she was. That thing. What? Yeah, That's which is so, so funny it's, it's so great, and you guys were all nervous, <laughs> and you guys all did amazingly. And, yeah, and it was such a great energy in the room. Oh my god, it was. Jake it was directed magical.
0: this. We should mention. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then it, I
0: allowed him to direct this. Hello, Becca. <laughs>
1: Uh, But it's been fun to to kind of peel back the the layers of of her personality as we've gotten closer because, you know, television still has this like glossy sheen on it or like Netflix. Like I knew her as Karen from Daredevil. And that's how I saw her for the longest time. But then you peel back like, oh, she's just like us. She's a nerd like everyone else and like goes hard in the paint (laughs) for deep in the paint. Whatever the saying is. Hard and deep in the paint. Hard and deep in the paint.
0: Now, Xander, you realize not everyone in the world is a nerd. That's, uh,
1: well, I disagree. (laughs) You can be a nerd about anything, I I think.
0: Oh, this feels like a great time to segue into Midwest Moms. Oh,
1: yeah! Okay, I remember you
0: told me about this idea before you went home for Christmas last year, right? that's when we filmed it. What is Midwest want, Mom's and why should anyone watch it? Yeah,
1: so going going even further back, uh, The Stream of Many Eyes happened in Los Angeles, and I met Greg Tito who works for Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the Coast. And so I I think it was around fast forward to like Halloween-ish time and I just had the idea of like I want to I'm going home for Christmas. I want to film something with my mom. I was just going to do it with a camera, like my own camera or whatever. But then I was like, "What if I reach out to Greg Tito of Dungeons and Dragons and pitch the idea to that?" And he, w- they were totally down. So they, they helped pay for a studio rental in Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow! And I there con- is a
0: studio in Appleton, Wisconsin.
1: It's it was a like recording studio like for music artists, and I- it was a series of emails, and they were like, "You're doing what?" <laughs> <laughs> and I sent over some Geek and Sundry stuff to be like, "We're looking for kind of this uh, mindset or this uh, this setup." <clears throat> and they were great about about uh, putting it together. And wow. they sent up two producers from Chicago uh, to come and help out, too, because I was just going to do it all myself.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah.
1: And so I got my mom and her friends from the bar in Wisconsin <laughs> uh, to get together and play some Dungeons and Dragons. Wait,
0: hold on. Your mom. This is a hangout. And they met at like the local Cheers.
1: Kind of, yeah. I want to
0: know how does she know this friend group. Well,
1: yeah, I I don't. Are you from the Midwest?
0: (laughs) I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, which is the big city.
1: Yeah, yeah, but in a similar way, there's not a whole lot to do in Freedom, Wisconsin, (laughs) and so a lot of people socialize at a bar. It's very like pub culture, and so they're just there. Well, one of them is my aunt, so one is her sister. And then there are two friends that they had met at the bar that were like game to do it. Oh, I love that. And also I knew them because when I visit home, we hang out at the bar too. So yeah. I knew they were hilarious and, uh, and wanted to get them together to, to, to see what happened. So we we full on played a, a one-shot session written by Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, who was incredible.
0: Were there unicorns involved? There were unicorns involved. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah, and uh, my aunt was a priestess of Maileke, whose symbol is a unicorn, so it all oh, wow together. Beautiful. But the whole plot was they're the mothers of adventurers, and the, these their children were uh, fallen, had fallen ill. So they have to take up the arms to go and get the ingredients for the potion to save them. And the potions master that they met was Ricky Huckster from Relics and Remedies. Ah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. So fun to incorporate your characters yeah. yeah. Uh, your player characters when you DM as NPCs. Yeah,
1: it's it's all connected, man.
0: Do you DM a lot of games?
1: Not a whole lot, and it's not through it's just time, you know what I mean? I love doing it. It's a different muscle. Uh and but I am going to be doing uh D&D in a castle uh, coming up in June.
0: Which fans and guests can sign up for? Anybody can sign up for. It's, it's but sold it's sold out, out for
1: now. Yeah, but maybe next year if they have me. Again. Is there a wait list? I don't know. I don't think so, but they announced the tickets relatively early on. Next year. Next year, yeah.
0: And this is where everyone gets to stay in a luxury castle and play D&D for, what, four days?
1: It's it's four cumulative days uh, of D&D, so you can break that up however you want.
0: Now are you gonna be DMing for the same group for four days? Yes,
1: yeah. I have my table, and I—I I mean, we're talking on Discord, and so we're not set in stone yet. But they are all bards, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they so, choose? They whose chose table? to do that by themselves, oh, and oh, wow. they chose which table they wanted to sit at. So I'm very excited for it. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a big behind the music episode. Exactly. Yeah. That's great.
0: Now, why isn't every character you ever play a bard?
1: Because <laughs> I have the library bards. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. It's funny. When I showed up, because I LARP as well, I love Larping. And when I now show I've learned
0: up, there's genres of Larping. What kind of Larping do you do? High fantasy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is more character based than fa- combat based.
1: Y- yes, there is uh, boffer elements to it. Boffer Larp would be like foam swords hitting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boff bof being the sound that it makes, <laughs> they're called <laughs> boffers, like the the foam weapon. Why?
0: It Sounds like a boff, hmm, right? Yeah. Is that the
2: noise. That's yeah. a good theory. Buffed? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I got boff.
0: <laughs> that sounds like something else. <laughs> it can be many things.
1: It happens.
0: <laughs> I got bopped, then I got
2: bopped. Different type of LARPing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, so your LARP.
2: Where were we going with that? I
0: d- What you. kind
2: it was versus like it was high right. fantasy. High fantasy
1: LARP, and there's post-apocalyptic LARP. There's
0: why you don't always <clears throat> play a bard. Oh,
1: that's right. So people expected me to play a bard, and uh, it's been fun to play characters that are anti-bard. <laughs> Uh, right now I'm playing twin mask, which is, uh, takes place at the Cronenberg Renaissance festivals or er, location. So we have the whole place and it's all super immersive. Wow. And I played tapestry, the greatest wizard that has ever lived. Tapestry. Mm-hmm. What a brilliant name. And he has a, uh, a few conditions that, uh, trigger memory loss. So he only has a 20 minute memory, <laughs> but he looks down at what he's wearing and Figures, I am the greatest wizard. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> That's but he fantastic. hates bards because in order to be a successful bard, you have to memorize songs and stories, and he can't, he can't do that. This
0: is why I hate musicals.
1: Exactly. Oh, really?
0: I don't I want to talk about it. I know this about you. It has to do with oh, my tone deafness.
2: Oh, oh, I see. It's personal. So when <laughs> it's you like well, music... I hate
0: when people whistle around me because I cannot whistle.
2: Oh. But you can understand the tune, right? You can drive oh, those to a knowing look. You made it about you. I know.
0: <laughs> it's your podcast. Well, Hail Becca! To <laughs> <about> <laughs> this, Thank Thank you. Um, no, I had a question. Uh, yeah, how did library bards come about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that. So you mentioned earlier, I was on TBS's King of the Nerds, and uh, a good friend of mine, Bonnie Gordon, was on ABC's The Quest, and we were friends before we had booked those shows. Um, but afterwards, we were getting asked to come to a lot of conventions to speak about being on a reality show. and we were like, this is fun. We like being on this side of like panels and things like that. So And we knew the reality show wasn't sustainable, so let's like make something that's our own. And we created a band. like Good, you do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. I didn't know that was your origin. Yeah, We it. both <laughs>
1: wanted to do something musical because we weren't using that aspect of, of what we wanted to do. And then we wanted to do something within like fandom that celebrates things that we love. And so the nerd parody band kind of happened. And then we found this whole community. There's, It's called The Fump. It's The Funny Music Project, and it's like nerdcore rappers. It's like Paul and Storm or the Double Clicks. Like, uh-huh. And they're, they're all awesome musicians, and we all help each other and, and have a festival every year. Now, fump, wait,
2: is the festival The Fump Fest? Or like fump Fest, it, yeah. Yep, that's what that's it is. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Xander is going to tell you guys a little secret that has to do with another fump. Band.
1: Yes, and, yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, we're going to dive into battle co op games, what we like about them, what we don't, what we thought right. of um, because we played through Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid yes, not too yes. long ago. So we can talk about that because I don't believe it's even been released no. yet. So, a yeah. little sneak peek for you. Yes.
1: And also, I have a question for you from my Twitch chat that we'll have to get Ooh. into. <laughs> From the fanarays, that's right. what they called themselves. <laughs>
0: fanarays, <laughs> it's
1: pretty good. Yeah. Well,
0: keep your ears tuned to this pod. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Victory Points. I'm Becca Scott. Jake Michaels and I are talking with Xander Janere.
1: Yes. How many Victory Points do I have so far?
0: 5,000. Wow. Congratulations. I Thank you. I didn't even have to. They were just tabulate. I'm over here. <laughs> Ooh, your so abacus many scrolls. is yeah. <laughs> My abacus is burning. It's on fire. Starting to smoke. I'm sliding those beads so fast. You need
2: to stop lighting that on fire. <laughs>
0: yeah, I also love to light things on fire. Oh, now. Yes. I have promised the people that we were going to talk about tabletop board games specifically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That uh you know, RPGs <laughs> I, fall under for. the category of tabletop. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, but I do like to shout out or at least dig into at least one board game yes. in each episode and I want to talk about generally the genre of battle themed co-op games. Sure. Okay. Uh and because I also would like to hear your thoughts on Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid. I
1: loved it. It was so great. We got to play that on Game the Game, and uh, I I saw a a video about it. I think it uh, packs or something like that before playing it, because I'm a big Power Ranger fan. Also, fun fact about that episode... Uh, I showed up with a suitcase full of clothing to be able to dress as whatever color ranger <laughs> I would be. Were they all
0: uh, Power that. Rangers t-shirts they in every not. color? No, okay. no, no,
1: because of branding. I knew like I just wanted yep. to be generic. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, well, of course I want to play the Blue Ranger, but I know they're going to get real rangers. And so I'll wait and see who's there and like we can all be our colors. <laughs> there
0: were three Blue there Rangers. There were three Blue
1: <laughs> Rangers. And, and at the end, I was like, well... I can't believe the Blue Ranger because you're, you're actually Blue Rangers. And they're like, none of us can do it because then we look like an asshole. So you have to be it. I was like, I was chosen by the Blue
0: Rangers. The Blue Rangers chose you to be the bluest of all the Rangers. The bluest of all Rangers. Yeah. And anybody listening, not watching the video, Sandra has blue hair. I sure so do. It's very appropriate. I love it. Uh, where does your love of Power Rangers come from?
1: From uh, from childhood. Like I loved it growing up. It was my favorite show by far. Uh, I had Power Ranger-themed birthday parties up until I started doing D&D-themed birthday parties. And that was last year? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's still happening. (laughs) Uh, But then I started learning Japanese, the language, and found out that these things that I loved from my childhood, like Power Rangers and Pokemon and Sailor Moon, it's all Japanese, baby. Yeah. And so I started watching Super Sentai, the, the Japanese version, and the writing is a little bit better on that one. Uh, and it's a great way to practice language, and the storylines are, are really great. And so, th- I still watch Super Sentai.
0: <laughs> well, we can't mention that you speak fluent Japanese and I not do. pimp you into saying something in Japanese. So, say, like, Super Sentai is the best show ever because the writing's better.
1: <laughs> Super Sentai no. Um, um, Super Sentai no. <laughs> nice. wow.
0: That's amazing. I love it. I love when you speak Japanese and I love finding reasons to make you to do make
1: it. <laughs> 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 it's the lead pick. Yes. Um
0: now Power Rangers Heroes of the Grid. Yes. This is uh so we're in Angel Grove.
1: Yeah, this the classic setting. Uh it's where it all started. Yeah. Angel Grove.
0: And there's been a trend of this type of um, there's a bunch of NPC monsters coming at you, and you flip right. cards to represent their stats, and uh, and they get a turn, and then us as heroes get turns yeah. to fight them and kill them.
1: It reminds me a lot of like a deck building game, like uh, I forget the the superhero. There's a Marvel like deck building game. Uh, no, no, whatever. But anyway, you're playing a hero and you'll get their abilities as you draw them type of thing. And that's the same thing that's happening with the NPCs and with the Rangers, honestly. You get your your um, your um cards with your abilities.
0: Now, all right, I want to discuss um specifically why this game does a pretty decent job of avoiding what I call quarterbacking. I'm sure there's other names for it. Sure. But this is, I'm definitely very, very guilty of this. And this is why... I don't always tend to list co-ops as my favorite games because I will tell players that don't know what they want to do on their turn exactly what to do, <laughs> what to do yeah. on their turn. Yeah. Um, but in this game, it is. We each have our own deck of cards, which have a lot of similarities, but each character is fine-tuned mm-hmm. to that ranger's type of powers. Yeah. Um, so do you think this game does a good job of getting around quarterbacking, and how does it do that?
1: I think that with, with any game, you can play it however your friends will play it. So I, for one, love playing games with my friends because we all have kind of an understanding of we're here to have a good time, not necessarily like win or do the best. Sometimes we're like that, but it depends <laughs> on how many beers
2: we've had. Wait, you mean
0: you're not trying to win D&D? I know, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I'm always but, trying to win. Yeah. With this always one, always have to be score. No one knows what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Let me Slide. Um, abacus
2: but a a tip that i have
1: taken to heart for myself because i have been in that position where i want to quarterback somebody is saying i have a suggestion if you'd like to hear it and that gives them the option to be like please help me or i've got this i just need some time to think about it
0: oh i like that yeah because if i'm given unsolicited advice i say
1: (laughs) 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 i need to think i need to think this through um, but I, I think that uh, here's of the Grid does a good job of giving each ranger an ability that will help out the team, uh, and they're very individualized. So I think that's what drew me to it, because it's not like the Power Rangers are all the same thing, just different colors. It's like, no, they have different abilities, and they're different roles in the team and you really see that in the cards
2: yeah the roles thing was really interesting their individualized decks did feel like their personality a little bit yeah and there is a lot of supportive mechanics it's like well billy's got a lot of good cards this turn so we should really augment him as much as we can because i have these good cards too but i'm better off helping him exactly and it
1: encourages teamwork
2: which is what rangers is all about yeah
0: Jay, other thoughts on this game or other co-op games that are in this genre I mean co-op games in I mean, co-op <laughs>
2: games in general I kind of share a little bit of your skepticism becca about them sure, we'll not call to, it skepticism. Not, to, <laughs> not yeah well, I, I'm not trying to trample on your talking point but like no. I get that like the quarterbacking uh and like sitting around a table and just kind of talking about the optimal way to do it is yeah. kind of part of the game and even when I'm having a beer with my friends if it's a two and a half hour game we're still even if we're not taking it super seriously, we're not going to do something not serious for two and a half hours. We're still yeah. going to try. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, I I understand that problem. I guess I still find enjoyment in it. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I am trying try to find the solution. What how what is the way that game designers who want to build co-op games can avoid the quarterbacking? And that's something that's always fascinated me. Yeah. I think that. I mean,
1: it, it's where the responsibility lies because its is it on the game developer to do that or is it on you to have a chat ah, with your friend yeah. to be like, hey, listen, I love playing games with you, but when you do this, it kind you of ruin it. Sure. Yeah, You ruin it. Yeah, you've ruined Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were having fun till yeah. you shut up. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> it's so fun fact I have a story like that, kind of. I was a, a camp counselor for a long time. And uh, on one of the many breaks that we had, we were, like, driving into town, and the song Fat Bottom Girls came on the radio. And uh, we were kind of, like, jamming along and singing, singing, singing. And I accidentally, like, pointed to one of the female counselors, like, Fat Bottom Girls. And the guy driving, and she was like, I can't believe. It. I was like, no, we were having fun. The guy driving turned down the volume all the way and said, well, you've made this not fun anymore.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, how, traumatizing. how traumatizing. So traumatizing. <laughs> no, you're like... I don't even look at girls, but I know, I know, <laughs> I
1: know. It's like I'm not qualified. What's happening?
0: I pointed on the word "girls" very specifically right. with my finger guns. We're all just having fun, guys. Oh, yeah. uh, my sweet father might be listening to this, but I I don't like that song when I hear him sing mm-hmm. it because I'm like, not. Mm-hmm. No, I feel uncomfortable yeah, when you sing about fat great. bottom girls.
1: It's still it's a fun That's catchy CCR. tune, but the message is a little. Questionable. I
0: mean, you know, I get it. It's body positive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I like to think I have a rather fat, fat, fat bottom. Fat bottom? <laughs> a fat bottom.
2: Yeah, it comes from Pixel. So, a place you of love. know, it's, yeah.
0: it's uh, kind of for me. Lots of love. Yeah. yeah but also, sing about their. F- that personality. You know? Hey, write
2: that song, Library Bards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh,
0: there's We one. haven't
2: touched Queen yet. That bottom psyche. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there man. It is. I have
0: more thoughts about Battle Co op, but now I'm to oh, sure. talk about yeah, Library Bards. But we will. <laughs> we will. We will. We will. Okay. <clears throat> Let me remember my question yes. for later. Okay, great. Uh, I want to talk about a game. So f- f- I want to hear what you guys think. What are your feelings when you're playing a Battle Co op game like this and you were able to win? And or what are your feelings when you lose?
1: Sure. Well, because for that, it's collective, right? We're all a team together trying to beat a common goal. And I think that's what I like about D&D, too, most of the time. You're friends w- together in a party trying to accomplish something. And like I said, the the teamwork aspect really draws me in because we can all celebrate a win together or, like, mourn a loss together. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun to experience that, and it's not one person singled out or... You you know, the opposite.
2: (laughs) I have friends that really are love the idea of board games, but really um, are intimidated by competition. Sure, and they are really like don't want to do it wrong, quote unquote, or yeah. play the game wrong, or look foolish. Right. So co-op games where we can all kind of share strategy really yes. takes the pressure off of a lot uh-huh. of new people, and it really works as a great gateway game, especially for the ones that do want the intricate games that are a little bit more complicated. Yes, yeah. I
0: would say Pandemic is probably my favorite yeah. gateway yeah. game. I've
1: never won Pandemic ever. Really? Oh, yeah, play never with won me, baby. I'll take you
0: all the way.
2: <laughs> Fun
1: fact: I think we diseases. have played together on like a way way back episode of Game the Game. Oh
0: my gosh. with Uh,
1: with Ivan back
0: in the Twitch days back
1: in the Twitch days yeah Bonnie and I were on (laughs) oh wow that must be
0: where I met you I think
1: so it's one of those like oh man a couple of
0: I feel like that was maybe a firefighting type co-op game
1: maybe yeah Mm. (laughs) the flash flash
0: flash flash fire Fire Flash Flash flash. point. point. I think that's we did it it we did it collaboratively (laughs) all right I have I have strong opinions, but I think um a game <laughs> Well share them. You can't I don't understand the point.
1: So I uh, will help you with this. <laughs> I, have I mean some... I get
0: you just verbalize what it is, it's sure. all winning together. Yeah. But I'm I'm left with this empty feeling. It's like when a meat eater eats a vegan burrito and then after the meal <laughs> they think I just don't feel quite fulfilled. I want someone to win or lose. No Be-
2: animal died in this yeah, game. Yeah, no animal died right.
0: here. <laughs> You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and I uh, like what Jake was saying too is like an entry point because mm-hmm. if you're at a party and especially now with those of us that do stuff on Twitch with board games, they're like, you're the game person. What should we play? <sighs> And you're, now you're responsible. It's uh-huh. it's easier, I think, to bust out a co-op game where Jake was saying you could share together and and learn the rules and have fun with it as opposed to, okay, we need to take two hours to explain this to you because you don't understand it. And, and then, I
0: know, and I'm going to beat you because I've played it before. Exactly, so I know the that, strategy. Is that
1: fun? I mean, that could it be fun. It is for sure, me. Sure. <laughs>
0: but I'm a bad person. No! I'm a five-year-old. You're just on at, the inside. The oh, no. It's just, yeah. <laughs>
2: a sociopath. It's fine. Yeah. Right. No,
0: yeah. well, okay, I'll yeah. take it. Um, Follow up question. Yes. Is it allowable if you are so close to the end of a co-op game and you're about to win, huh? is it permitted to cheat just a little bit?
1: I think that's a read the room situation. Okay. If you think that it's going to get a great reaction and a good story or whatever, and you're the, don't listen to this, Jake, because you're making faces at me and judging me. <laughs> If it's for the
2: sake of a good time, right, I am totally why not? <laughs> yeah, that's a good... That is a good... It's always the rule it of cool. Always, that's, yes, fun is always the utmost. But man, if you're close, it's got. it's going to be worth it. Right? That's true. Oh, do you mean if you can see that you're going to lose you for see, sure?
0: this role means everything do we right. re-roll it oh, no because oh we've no been playing if, no for three hours?
2: no you, but, but if you let as the dice go right but right. if
1: you see someone like new making a choice that you know is going to like ruin the game I, that's when i would step in and yeah, be like yeah maybe we do something else <laughs> yeah yeah if it
2: yeah if the mechanism is a choice that we are making and we see that yeah i would say we don't cheat but we Mention. Yeah,
1: cause and you also said that you would be the only one that knows. Because if I roll a die, everyone sees the result. I can't be like, oops, I'm just oh, going to no, reroll no, this. Oh, no, no, this is a
0: decision. Okay, so actually Jakarta was flipped, and now we have the final outbreak... Mm-hmm. That we could have, mm-hmm. and so we've lost. But how about we just see what would have happened? Have that's we found
2: a Yeah, but that's part? a what would have happened. That, yeah, that's we lost, but well, let's see how sure yeah, yeah, of course we that were fun. To winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. a read the room. I agree with that. Yeah. But like the the idea of cheating and then winning that feels more hollow than anything. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I agree. But yeah. it's different when it's co op. When the whole point is for you all to play a game together sure, versus sure. cheating in a game where there's one winner.
1: Right. If yeah. it's like if we're all stone cold sober at like a game shop and we're like intensely playing, then I'm like, we're following the rules. But if we're like seven beers in, and it's like, I don't know, yeah, roll yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Let's I we'll love see it. where it would have gone. The amount you know. of
0: alcohol is a... Great determining is, yeah, factor yeah, 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 yeah. in the answer to this question. <laughs> I just wanted to shout out a game that I enjoyed that is a battle co-op, but I think added in one of my favorite components of general co-op games: uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the game.
1: I haven't played it yet.
0: It is. It's from Everything Epic. Sure. And um, it is. Uh, you know, you're on a map, which. Actually, at some point in the third act, I believe flips yep. over. What? And you go to the boss's lair. Oh my but, gosh! But um, it is the thing where you're spawning bad guys and you're fighting the bad guys, and you each have your own power, oh, so funny. on. Yeah. Um, Are you
1: just like every is everybody Patrick Swayze? Uh, yes. No. Russell. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Russell. Whoever it is. <laughs> oh, so so oh, it's same, same I want guy. to be James Hong. <laughs> they're, they're,
0: they're, they really reach for some of the smaller characters sure, sure. and to. Uh, put female options in there, Great. which were pretty small in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and also
1: it's, some of it's uncomfortably racist.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. You know,
1: in the movie. Yeah. And so I'm like, there's mm-hmm. room to improve when we're coming up. Oh, out they like-
0: have character cards. Uh, and Kim Cattrall's character, <laughs> who has like two lines, I think, I don't know. Sure. Um, it's been so long since I saw the movie. But Me what too. I liked about it, my favorite thing to put that makes... Uh, a co-op game a little bit more like D&D is to have a sort of choose-your-own-story book. Yeah. And, okay, well, you're here, and this element's going to happen. Now this person reads from the book, and right. this part of having a narrative story tied into it yes. makes me okay with not having a winner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so Big Trouble in Little China combines these two things, of the battle co-op, you're fighting bad guys, uh, and you're also um, completing missions sure. that involve, like, transporting goods or just a different defeating a number of bad guys in a certain location mm-hmm. and then reading in the book what happens Ooh, and being really able cool. to make a decision yeah, yeah. because someone else is reading to you and you're the active player and you get to say, wow. I do this or I do this. That's
2: incredible. That's a great way to do that. It's yeah. more of a, it's more of kind of an adventure than just yes. a straight yes. board yes. game. It's so cool.
1: We, we do that. Like I mentioned before, I love playing games with my friends because we tend to do that whatever game we're playing. <laughs> right. You well, just put the role playing in there. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite things is a house rule for Settlers of Catan because we'll play and our house rule is whenever you make a settlement or a city on on the board, you have to name it after whatever tiles you're on. So like, we do new sheep Brickerton, or like, like we go creative too. Like, oh, it's the Cotton Pines Town or whatever. Uh, and then you care about the cities and like the, what you're trading with because, like, oh, Cotton Pinestown does not trade with
2: New Brickerton. I love that. That's so <laughs> much fun. about it. Pines yeah, you Town. create, because you created the narrative. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, quick quiz question oh boy alright so shout out to and spoilers of a college humor Uh show that I have guested on several times called Um Actually I've seen
1: it this is on Dropout
0: their subscription service so you can find clips of it on YouTube but you can get the whole thing if I I could make a recommendation the Matt
1: Mercer D&D episode is inspired because that man knows so much about the intricate rules oh yeah I think he played against Amy
0: Vorpal in that one Yeah. so he came back and I was on an episode with him and mm. I got crushed specifically because they're like we got Matt let's ask some D&D questions. Right. Like, well, give the people what they want yeah, and yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah
1: so The whole scenario hole? of like I'm um, actually warlocks can't cast it. It's oh. like oh
0: god. Yeah the whole premise of the show is it's a game show about pedantic nerdy corrections <laughs> and the host will read a statement and then the contestants buzz in and correct what was incorrect about that statement and they've changed something in each statement mm-hmm. um, so that's the idea and I, the question I wanted to ask you guys was yes. Name for me oh, the no. resources in Settlers of Catan okay, as the sure. rule book describes them.
1: Like in order? No, or, uh,
0: no, no. Oh, 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 uh, I see, like the correct Ooh, names for the what they are. As the rule book yeah. describes them. Yeah.
2: Do you, would you like me to go first? Oh, Do you want to just do one at a time and try? Okay. <laughs> you go uh, first. Oh, okay. oh, I see what uh-huh. you're saying. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I think it's brick is one. Uh, sheep is another one. Uh, wheat is one. And... I think it's rock and I think that's the four. Oh, well, there's five, I think. Four, oh, there's five. Oh, lump wood.
0: Okay. Yeah. You got two. Out oh, of,
2: out oh. Of five. A, a, which two did he get?
0: Brick and wheat. We're so
2: is wool the other one?
0: You would have gotten this question right that I got wrong. And, <laughs> uh, uh we just
2: call it sheep. <laughs> yeah, we we call Everyone sheep. calls it sheep yeah. because
0: who goes back and reads the rule book? But we don't know true. how to play. Oh, okay. And there's a picture of a sheep on the card. Yeah, yeah. But it is wool. It's technically it's wool. wool because that's the resource that and you, is you get the, from
1: it. Is it ore? For, for that's correct. Ore. Yeah. Yeah. Ore. that's what I was like, it's either rock or ore, but say we say stone, rock. But yeah, yeah, ore.
2: Well, in Star Trek, Catan... Oh, I haven't played that yet, and I really, really I want have to. Here. It's a better game so because of the,
0: there's character cards. Involved. Oh my god! Yeah, but uh. I have to translate the um, the like space resource oh, element. Sure.
1: Dilithium. Dilithium. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's the, a the, lot power, of ithiums.
0: Cord. A lot of different ithiums. Yeah. I love Star Trek, but I'm I'm not. I couldn't, it's a lot of techno Yeah, the techno babble. It's been too long for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been childhood. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, anyway, this episode's getting long. Yeah, oh, um, sorry. What was it's it? Worth it's it? It's no. one yeah, more? Oh, in. oh, it's not wood.
1: It's not wood. It's lumber or lumber, timber. timber. Lumber. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was waffling right. behind
2: back and forth too.
0: You did great. Uh, Thanks. Jake, Jake gets the victory point. Yes. Well done. Yeah. You,
2: Five th- <laughs> thousand to one. You
0: could That's sleep on the straw pile instead of the floor tonight.
2: Hellbender,
0: I, I Dark Thank Overlord.
1: You. <laughs> Thank you. Haskell. Have you played
2: that game, I Dark
1: Overlord? No. Ooh, it's great. Uh, it's it's an improv game, but it's card based, and so what? It's, it's like a, it's a from the Red box. Humanity. yeah. No, uh, part of the name style thing. Um, but you, one person is the Overlord, and you blame the other. Minions about like, oh, my cart was not polished. Explain yourself. And you've got story I, cards. I not oh,
0: Lord. I fell into a puddle of mud. And you would have and like a puddle it, But my, there was mud on my polish hand. And then you have to
1: turn the blame on someone else. You'd be like, but I saw Blinky running away. Oh. <laughs> I'm scared of cards. Yeah, <laughs> and then whoever can't doesn't have any cards left or can't come up with a story, they get a skull or a dirty oh, look. That's a great it game It's idea. a ton it of fun. Sounds based like on that. the
0: generic improv game of justification. Lawyer. Exactly,
1: 100. Yeah. percent
0: We've all taken our improv yeah, classes yeah. here. Yeah, yes. Also,
1: fun fact that I don't think you know: I wrote for a a party style game called Red Flags. It's, oh.
0: I've read every single card aloud oh. because we stopped actually playing the game and just yeah. started reading cards. <laughs>
1: most of my cards ended up in dark red flags. <laughs> of course they did. But
0: describe red flags to us, please. Red
1: flags is a game where uh, you are trying to set somebody up on a date, and uh, you will get one from one player. You'll get a good aspect of the date or a neutral aspect, and then you'll get a couple of red flags placed by the other players, and then you have to determine who would be either like the the, the most pleasant to date or the worst pleasant to date depending on what you're playing. And so... Yeah, uh, it's one
0: of those judging yeah. card game, card games. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so the creator... Which
0: is entirely subjective and it 100%. doesn't reflect my ability to play games well.
2: <laughs> no. no. it's, it's a, a good, party game. It's, I a have good opinions. Twist. <laughs> it's a good twist on the game too because it's it's a little <laughs> bit heavier of like what do you think's better so much as like who would you want to go on a date Exactly. With? Which is a much more complex thing. To yeah. You, you find out where people's lines are yeah. like I will not because of this uh-huh. reason. Uh,
0: yeah, what's their um,
1: justification?
0: Thirty Rock deal breaker. Deal
1: breaker. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, the creator reached out to me and and was like, "Hey, do you want to write a couple of cards for this?" And I was like,
0: "Can we say the creator's name?" Uh, yeah, it's
1: Darren Ross uh, over it? with Super Fight. Yeah, um, <laughs> love you, Darren. Yeah, well, Jack Dyer, I think now. Uh, anyway, uh, and oh, yeah. I, I was like okay and I started going and I ended up with like 500 cards written because I was like this is so much fun and you can just like pull random like one of my favorites that I think got in uh, is has the heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the San Diego Zoo
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's a great line. That's yeah, fantastic. Or yeah. Do you do a lot of writing?
1: No, that was my first like foray into game writing, Whoa. and so it's 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 a ton of fun. And uh, we've I've worked on other projects that didn't get off the ground, but uh, it's it's been fun to do that. Yeah, love it that's awesome
0: well this could be a six hour podcast yes yeah, sorry because of us enjoy talking to each other but we have to give the people what we promised them yes. before we go okay so um, do you want me to go first I want I want to know yeah. what are you doing in the near future that may or may not involve the double clicks oh yeah
1: so the library bards a hey, jazz hands <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are going to be uh starting a Kickstarter uh if the, when this is out, it has already launched and it's in the throes of Kickstarter. Amazing uh, for our next album, Bombarded, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're working with Laser from the Double Clicks on that, as well as touring to WorldCon in Dublin with them. So What we'll, is that? Good question. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Shit, Well, I'm make sorry. sure. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'll figure it out. You, you'll figure <laughs> it, it out. I'll it Yeah, sure. WorldCon okay. 2019 will be in Dublin. I think it's August. August. So
0: when you get to a computer, please make sure that you pop on over to Kickstarter and yeah. type in bombardment by the Library Bards. Well, t-
1: just type in Library Bards or bombarded. and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or gotcha.
1: follow us on social media at Library Bards. It's like library cards, but with a B. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> for people that don't know what a bard is or we get the that. bard.
1: We'll be at a convention and people will be like, what is a bard? And How do like, you
0: define a bard?
1: We say it's a minstrel or somebody that uh, that <laughs> sings for their supper. But we're just thankful they're not
2: asking what a library is yet. <laughs> you I, usually may not say, have... I usually say it's a troubadour and people are more confused. A troubadour, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, because yeah, you say I I say it wrong, yeah. Exactly. yeah. A troubadour in uh, a tribe. Worldcon is August 15th through the 19th. There we go.
0: Uh unrelated question that you may or may not have an answer to. Yeah. But somewhat related. Okay. Why was Shakespeare called the bard if he didn't He was not a minstrel well no
1: but he was a a great performer and and the pinnacle of stage performance type of thing so that's storyteller the storyteller yeah Yeah. bards can can come in many flavors Mm. we've got poets or singers or and they all taste delicious oh boy
0: (laughs) you said flavor you started it yeah 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 all right and uh and did yes. you have a question for me? I
1: did. All right, it's more of a request. So oh. uh, I've I've been playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Xandorific with two R's and one F. On Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, I, I started off with a blank slate because, as you know from your work with LA by Night, there are different clans within Vampire. And I was like, well, I'm going to take the quiz that's built into the game and we'll find out together what we'll, we'll be got Malkavian, because it's mm. typecast, and <laughs> with the Malkavian playthrough of the video game, you get this chorus of voices that will, like, randomly pop in throughout the game. And they have nothing to do, really, with the storyline or anything. They're just kind of, like, your... To drive you crazy. Yeah, they're your affliction. Type oh, of thing. that's terrifying. And one of the voices sounds like you. <gasps> <laughs> Specifically, so my chat has... The fan arrays have taken to naming them, and so you are like the little sister character, and it's a very whispered, it's very much like a character you played in Betrayal Legacy. Oh,
0: this one. That's exactly what it is.
1: Hello, So we would like you, one of her lines is, uh, I smell a rancid grave. And however you would like to say that as little sister, that's what they wanted.
0: I smell a rancid grave. I smell it. It's It's perfect. And I've been sniffing, and I love (laughs) it. So
1: now say it as if you were trying to, like, spook me out. Like you're a voice in my head trying to, like, get in my... Guts.
0: I smell a rancid gray
1: perfect you are the audio <laughs> from the game that's crazy other question is are you an immortal being that
0: <laughs> yes but I don't like to talk about it. right
1: this. and what happened to Chloe? that's the other thing everyone wants to know
0: <laughs> I'm living in Griffith Park yeah you are <laughs> uh, with Joe's character yeah as that far part. as I can tell yeah yeah uh we'll see we we'll see. Yeah, Season yeah. three.
1: Well, there you go. Now we can clip that out and compare it to the game audio, too.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. for someone to do that. I really hope it happens. Uh, okay, now final question for both of you. yes, what is something you've been into lately that you want to recommend to listeners? not gaming related or maybe if since that's our lives, oh, okay, gaming related.
1: yes. so uh speaking a little bit of vampires, uh, if you haven't been watching it, what we do in the shadows is so good. Oh. I got it. We got a chance to catch up uh, yesterday, so we've been a little bit behind, but, The movie is fantastic. If you haven't seen that yet, definitely watch that. You don't need to see it to enjoy the series, but it helps. Uh, And then... We were a little bit worried because we knew the series was, uh, there. there's like a stereotype of LARPers in it, but they do it well, and they do it in a fun Ooh, way. Oh
0: always the scare. Because, always the scare. Uh as our friends have been upset on Twitter, yes. about recently, SNL definitely nerd-shamed right. D&D yeah. and magic, But I think. it
1: gave us the hashtag D&D selfie, which is incredible to look through and see every the diverse uh, player base of
2: Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah. This is a real thing that all of the internet's mad about, not just our lovely aspect. We are
2: the internet. It was good, <laughs> it was a great way to make something positive of something yeah. negative because rather than just, you know, shit on SNL all week, they went ahead and did that and that was yeah. a much better response. It was Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. D&D, hashtag d selfie, yep. right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yes, What We Do in the Shadows, it's on FX, but you can buy it on Amazon. That's what we did. And it's its a mockumentary style about real vampires that are living in Staten Island.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. I watched the movie and I haven't seen the show yet. I'm very mm-hmm. excited because Taika Waititi, yes. uh, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3?
1: No, uh, Thor Ragnarok.
0: They're all, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's that's I'm very excited because I know I know no. my shit. I know my shit. I knew his name and no, I said it did. right.
1: You did, yes, you did. Taika
0: Watiti, who yes. directed one of my favorite Marvel movies, Thor uh-huh. Ragnarok. Yes. Also uh, the
1: voice of uh, whatever that stone character Krug, Krug, uh, Krug? Krug Uh no, no, it sounds like
0: Korg. 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 It's like it this Korg. Yeah. Like it sounds like a cork. Right. But it's Korg is sure. what I meant, but then my, I just said the real thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's one of my favorite MCU characters. Yes. Korg is so good. He's yes. one of the funniest characters in the entire cinematic Taika universe. Taika Waititi
2: is just hilarious, too. Just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, he brilliant. directed the TV series, too, right? Yes, I
1: think so. Because he's part of uh, Flight of the Concords with Jermaine Clement, mm-hmm. and Jermaine's uh, also helping out directing, I think, uh, behind the scenes. That's but, cool. They were both in the movie. Because
0: the New Zealand film community is probably this big. yeah, yeah. But
1: they they put produce some bangers like yeah,
0: <laughs> and they can
1: get
2: away with whatever they want.
0: <laughs> I love it, Jake. What would you like to recommend?
2: I like to recommend the book Creative Quest by Questlove. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the drummer. drummer for The Roots, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they're on The Tonight Show, so they're the in house band for The Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh, he's written a book pretty much just about the creative process and what he's learned about it, and his processes, and the wow. many people that he's been inspired by. A lot of it is music related, but sure. he also talks to he's also a huge foodie, so he talks to chefs, he talks to comedians, yeah, and he just kind of likes interviewing people and talking about their process. He has full of stories just about how certain music came along and sampling a lot of hip-hop stuff that I didn't know about because I'm pretty ignorant of that world. Sure. And it's really great to hear how some of the most iconic things that we've listened to in our lifetime, you know, were just manifested in a room and then just built upon, like, all great ideas. Yes. Yeah. And it's great to hear from different angles. That's uh, awesome. So Quest Love is the book. and Or, excuse me, Creative Love. Creative Love. Oh, no. Let me try this again. Oh. So Creative Quest is the book. Quest Love is the author. Got it. <laughs> Have you read The Artist's Way? The artist way by That's one of those that every
0: artist is supposed to read, right? Yeah. I've heard the name. I
1: mean, kind of. I think yeah. I have. The
0: artist way. Yeah,
1: it's very pretentious. It's it's by a woman, I don't remember her name. Got it. But it's it's they're very, all the same. Well, it's very much like tidying up like Marie Kondo type <gasps> of thing. Like you can take whatever you want from it, but here are some guidelines or Julia Cameron. Yes. And um, but basically the takeaway that I got from it is like in order to create art, you need to intake art, too. So that I don't feel so bad for taking off to go to a museum or watch binge watch a show. Oh, or yeah. Play a I game. call that
0: homework.
2: Absolutely. Because yeah. you get burnt out otherwise.
0: Absolutely. In that yeah, same in that
2: same thread, not to keep recommending books about art, but like sure. <laughs> just to tap this to top that off is like uh, steal like an artist. It's Ooh, actually, yeah! It's a small, almost coffee table like book, but right. it's really great how like you actually do steal a lot of I'm your. Sorry, inspiration. I see
0: coffee table books as large. What do you mean, small coffee table? I like? mean like, like it, I mean intense. like
2: it's not like yeah walls of text. It's actually got a lot of like art in it that's just the words in bigger print. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it's actually really good to pick up, read five pages, yeah. and put down and think got about it. what it says. That's right. what it's I,
0: mean. a, I call that a back of the toilet book. Right, great. A leisure book. Yeah, <laughs>
2: wherever you want to place it a in leisure. your home. It's it's casual, but like, I love the idea that yeah, you are stealing your influences anyway. Acknowledge that and then build upon them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we're
1: getting short on time, but uh, another recommendation is the Umbrella Academy. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. But where I'm going with that is uh, watching that the character Klaus uh, is incredible, and I was watching it like maybe four episodes in, and I was like. I've played this character. This is X, <laughs> and I, it was strange, like that I could see the choices that I make as my character being reflected by someone in a similar what position. What if Blouse is a fan? I doubt. I don't think so. That's no. uh, he's from Misfits. Uh, I forget his name at the at the moment. No worries. No worries. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, well, we Robert are Sheehan. almost out of time, <laughs> and not that there's any sort of time limit on this podcast whatsoever, right. but. You know, we don't want to make the other episodes feel bad for this one being three hours. <laughs> not
1: the size that matters. Sorry for and, a lot of fun.
0: And uh, just to recommend a billion things right, to right. everyone at home. Are you home, taking notes? I'm going to do one. Okay. Okay. So I've been listening to an audiobook recommended by my best friend. It's about Greek mythology around the character of Circe, which is spelled Ooh. C-I-R-C-E, not like Game of Thrones Circe. Sure. Uh, that's Circe.
2: Cersei. Cersei.
0: And this book is by Madeline Miller, narrated by Perdita Weeks, and it is a really, really well done audiobook that I've been really enjoying about the daughter of a titan That she was cast out She wasn't the favorite daughter Ooh. And how she falls in love With a mortal And I think she's gonna Get her heart real broken And turn into an evil witch Just a guess <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> um, But I'm not that far Into it yet So we'll see And I'm going on vacation So I'll all know time. When I get back Yeah
1: So do you prefer uh, Consuming media In an audio for Like books in an audio form Or
0: I very much need To be moving at all times Sure It's hard for me to sit down Yeah no I get it And that. so I can be uh, doing other things while I listen. Yep. So that is my preferred way. Yeah. yeah. Driving and or Marie condoing constantly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I can. I can or playing Magic the Gathering Arena, sure. which is um, how most of my time is spent these days. Or figuring out how to try and stream that. Now I'm just <laughs> rambling, <clears throat> but yeah, I do really enjoy yeah. consuming media with my ears. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah.
1: digitized most of my collection of books to a tablet, and I it's the best choice that I've ever made because you travel Ooh, so much. Yeah, that's bring race. my tablet. Oh, that's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Sorry. I
0: think my Kindle's from like 1992 or something. Oh, yeah, it's not
1: a nice tablet, <laughs> but it's got my books on it.
0: <laughs> it's all got you my need?
1: stories.
0: Yeah. Oh, Zander needs his stories. I do. <laughs> Well, guys, we've done it. We did it. We've made a podcast episode. Contractually (laughs) obligated. Oh, yeah, speaking of contractual obligations, make sure that you listeners out there like share, subscribe, please, rate us yeah. on wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about us. Absolutely. A final shout out of somewhere else that they should find you, Xander.
1: Yes, uh, my social media is at Xanderific. Now, if you don't know, that's uh, my name is with an X and then there's two R's and one F. So it's, <laughs> it's complicated for an audio medium, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, it is what it is. It's a great yeah, name. Who wouldn't you. want the name Xander? I love your name very much. Thank you so much. Jake.
2: You can find me at The Jake Michaels on all forms of social media. I tend to link other things of my own. Like, let me try that. on like nice. post
0: Pinterest recipes. And- yeah, Ooh. absolutely.
2: Hope Ooh. you guys like black bean casserole. Ooh, <laughs> a bean boy. Yeah. I have never used that term, but now it's, it's on the list.
0: All right. Well, from Bean Boy and Xanderific, the library bard, and me, yeah. thanks so much for listening. We'll hear you next time.
2: We'll hear you next time. Bye.